Before we jump into today's conversation, let's take a moment to acknowledge our amazing sponsor, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom. Oh my gosh, we love this platform. They're the place I go now for all my CEUs. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Please join us for our next live online workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, April 3rd through 6th of 2024. This is an experiential, active workshop designed to engage you in brain states that promote relational learning. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments. This is the workshop for you. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to learn more and register. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area. We also love to hear your questions. So don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why does my partner make hurtful comments? And when they do, what should I do? Well, I think that there's two pieces to this question. Right. Like, um, what do we mean when we say hurtful? Oh yeah. Right. And are mm-hmm. those comments like hurtful, like mean spirited, spiteful? Right. Cause there are sometimes when people are being, mm-hmm. being very purposely hurtful, retaliatory or expressing anger sideways in ways that are really hard, you know, like calling names. I was just going to say name calling is objectively hurtful comments. Totally. There is such a thing as verbal abuse. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Totally. That's not really subjective. Right. And it could not even totally. And it could not even be name calling. It could be dehumanizing or degrading. So like, I can't believe you say stuff like that. It makes you sound so dumb. It's not technically name calling, but super mean. (laughs) Yeah. That is hurtful. That, that is <laughs> that was hurtful right. to be on the other end. Of. I know, right? It's awful. Like, let's be kind, people. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it could be that what you're experiencing is absolutely hurtful in a very clear way. It could be kind of more gray. And it could be like, I know there have been moments where my husband's pointed out something, made an observation about something that's really true, wholly accurate. And by the way, he said it kindly and I did not have my boundary up. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, even if I had, it would have been true and it would have been about me. That would be accurate. And it was just hard to face. And frankly, it hurt <laughs> <laughs> my heart clenched in a twisty sort of way and then dropped into my belly. And I felt like I wanted to throw up and, but he was right. So it wasn't an inaccurate thing. It's good that he said it. So it's like, when are we doing boundary work? Right. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, there's so, there are times where I don't want to hear what you have to say or he mm-hmm. or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. doesn't feel good to see that part of me. Totally. Yes. Right. And so yes. part, part of the, that boundary work, part of the starting place of that boundary work, I think begins with like asking the question, like, is this true? And is it about me? Mm-hmm. Discernment. If it is true and it is about you, go ahead and take it in. But if either of those things are not true or not about you, eh, stays on the outside, stays on the outside. That's actually about the other person. Mm-hmm. So for sure, I wouldn't take in any of that harsh stuff we were talking about in the beginning because none of that's true and none of that's about me. So zero of that actually makes it in. Not that I'm not going to address it. We'll get to that in a minute, but I'm going to keep that out. Well, yeah. And when we're talking about boundaries, thank you for that. Because my first, my first answer to this really, why is my partner make hurtful comments? That's my partner's journey, not mine. Mm. I mean, there's still the question why do that? I get it. But that, it took me months, I think with my clients to figure out what good verbiage could I be teaching my clients about that protective boundary? Mm -hmm. Because what I was first saying is like, those are your issues. And even issues sounded so pejorative in my mind that I couldn't Mm -hmm. come from, it didn't sound even in sessions healthy. And then one day I came upon that's your journey, not mine. And I like took this deep sigh of relief with that one, which Mm -hmm. does help in my own marriage. I mean, I don't say it out loud, but that's what I say in my head when I'm working my boundary because I don't think he'd appreciate in those moments. But so that's what you're saying. When your boundary is up, even if they're saying something hurtful that you don't agree with, isn't true for you, et cetera. That's my partner's journey, not mine. I don't have to absorb it. Mm-hmm. It's important information about them and yes. they are somebody I love. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why do people say hurtful comments? Well, sometimes it's to discharge anger. Sometimes it's to retaliate. Sometimes it's to scare mm-hmm. you, to get you to back off because they're feeling too vulnerable. Um, sometimes it's to get to, to get you to feel controlled in some way or like they can command what's going on. There's a mm-hmm. lot of different reasons why somebody might say a hurtful comment. It might also and be because don't they don't take yeah I, yeah, I was gonna say just to throw another one yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It might also be that they don't know how to share their pain or their hurt with you. And the only thing that they know how to do is to literally share it with you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> By making you feel what they feel. Yeah. 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 Totally. So I'm hurting, so you're gonna hurt too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That way I feel really retaliation. By you. Retaliation. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's just a form of communication, right? It's not one that I would want in. It's not healthy. Yeah. I don't like it. Right. But the other piece of it may be that they're saying something that is true and that is about you and actually even saying it kindly, but it still hurts. (laughs) Or saying, Mm -hmm. right. Totally. So there's that one. And then there may be that you're taking in stuff that isn't true and isn't about you and making it really personal. And it isn't. So the first step would be to U-turn and see how are my boundaries doing? Yeah, because even if they mean it to be about you because they're cranky pants and being hurtful, if it's not true for you, you don't have to absorb it. Right. You you do not need to take that in. And sometimes, you know, look, we are how long into this thing now? 18 months, 20 months? What thing? The pandemic? The pandemic? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're like... It's, it's 20 months into this thing. And everybody's like trying to go back to school and trying to get to their lives. Cause it turns out this thing doesn't end and like, ah, and people are stressed and jobs are really hard. And 
I don't know, like maybe everybody in the house is only at 20%. (laughs) Right. Right. And sometimes I'm just cranky (laughs) and I didn't mean to say it mean, but it sounded mean to me and you know, yeah. So my question one is, uh, what should I do when they make hurtful comments? The first thing is check your boundaries and make sure you're not taking in what's not yours and not true. And when it's not yours and it's not true, mm-hmm. this is like, if, if you want to work on being relational with your partner, mm-hmm. this is a window right here. This is an opportunity to notice, hey, that's not mine and it's not true about me, but it means something because it tells mm-hmm. me something really important about us and about you. Right. It's, it's important information about you and you're somebody I care about. So I am deeply curious about what's going on, but I'm not going to let it inside to like be that spear that gets my heart and kills me. Right. We've increased our safety through the boundary. So my brain can stay intact because safe brain equals integrated brain so that I can stay connected enough to my heart space that I could lean through that and go, wow, are you okay? Especially if it's weird. Well, and sometimes I'm lucky enough that even when I, in my own head, we have a tiff and I'm thinking like, where did that come from? What the heck is wrong with you? And literally my next sentence is, huh, wonder what that was about. <laughs> like I yeah. pretty fast. I'm like, no, that really is a good question. What is going on for him right now? And like I, my whole body calmed down in that instant because I yeah. went into the curiosity piece instead, but it started from that piece of anger of like, what is wrong with you? And then, mm-hmm. huh is wrong with you right now what is what is going on in there what is is this about we were in the middle of church so it wasn't the time to ask but yeah it it didn't change my mindset it doesn't just change your mindset right it changes your whole energy yes yes like it it, it, shifted everything shift out of like what's wrong with you which is like contempt right Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. wrong with you which is more compassion and curiosity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a big shift there Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like the verbiage was the reminder to my brain to right. do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what about though, if somebody's saying hurtful comments and they really are hurtful comments, like they're lashing out in anger or they're retaliating, what do we do? We have to set limits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Those first thought just now was you take a time out like get away. Yeah. You could, you could get away for sure. And I think, I think it requires even bigger than that for sure. Do I'm that. saying right in the moment, in the moment. Yep. Take a time out. Go, go. You do not need to put up with that. Functionally right. dissociate. Yep. <laughs> totally. And a lot of people, when we're taught functionally dissociate, I love it. Um, <laughs> that's true. You can that, functionally dissociate. If you're stuck in a car, functionally dissociate. If you're at home, go to another room. Yeah. <laughs> I did that in the car last week, actually. Oh, <laughs> that works really well. It works really well. Um, yeah. So I think this is what, you know, if you, if you just like Googled the word boundaries, I think this is what people are talking about. We talk about boundaries and we're talking about psychological boundaries and containing boundaries. Like how am I putting a pause between what I feel and what I do? How am I creating a space where it's okay for you to have your own thought and feeling? And that doesn't have to hurt me just because you had it. Um, these psychological boundaries But I think this is where people, the limit setting, um, a lot of times I'll call it executed boundaries, 
Um, I think it's what Cheryl Strayed's talking about. Do you guys know this quote by Cheryl Strayed? I do. It says, it says, boundaries have nothing to do with whether you love someone or not. They are not judgments or punishments or betrayals. They are a purely peaceable thing. The basic principles you identify for yourself that define the behaviors you will tolerate from others, as well as the response you will have to those behaviors. Boundaries teach people how to treat you and they teach you how to respect yourself. Mm. Yes. And I love that she's saying it yes. like this. Yeah. And she's a hundred percent right. The purely peaceable things, boundaries have nothing to do with controlling another person's behavior. You can't talk to me like that. It's not a boundary. I'm going to say that again. Cause I just said something crazy. Yeah. You can't talk to me like that. It's not a boundary. Because that's you saying what another person can and cannot do. You can't control another person. I actually don't have that power. What I can do is control me. So what I can say mm -hmm. is, it's not okay with me that you talk to me like that. If you continue to, I will leave the room, drag your ass into a marriage <laughs> family therapist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right into a couple's counselor of some kind. Um, I'm going to move out. I'm going to like, it could be that somebody's doing it in a way that's really painful and it's like bound, like relationship ending level problem. Mm -hmm. It could be, it could also be smaller instances of when you talk to me like that, I'm going to go take care of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it, it doesn't, it, 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 can just be, I don't want to be talked to like that. And so mm -hmm. when you raise your voice to that level and mm -hmm. you're saying things to me that don't feel good, I'm going to remove myself and go take care of me. And if I continuously can't take care of me, then what I have to do to take care of me escalates. Mm -hmm. You know what else I love doing when I'm doing these kinds of boundary conversations, which are more in that limit setting space is I love saying what is fine. Hmm. So, what do you mean giving options? So let's let's say I I notice that when things get heated and there's anger, um, often my partner talks to me in a way that's harsh. There's name calling. There's it's not okay, right? There's there's hurtful comments made about disparaging my character, always and never sort of stuff, right? So I might say. And this would be at a moment when I'm doing a meta conversation, probably not, not in the heat, heat of it. it. Not in the heat. <laughs> I love my own therapist says this. He says, strike when the iron is cold. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. This is one that we would strike when yes. the iron is cold. And I would say, I've noticed when we have conversations where things get heated, it goes in a way that really hurts me. I love your anger and I want to hear about your anger and I want to hear about it in a way that is both clear and kind. I do not like it when you call me names and I do not like it when you say I'm always or never. If that continues to happen, just know I'm going to call it timeout and I'll go ahead and we can circle back and have that conversation later. I'm going to go ahead mm. and go. Right. So I'm saying what is okay with me. So I'm giving them, I'm not just giving them a no, I'm also mm -hmm. giving them a yes. Yeah. So it's like making the space option, the for choice. the feeling mm -hmm. in a different way. What's what strikes me, Jules, in that example that you just shared with us is that there's an invitation. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just like a, here's where my wall's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's an invitation for this is what can really work and how I can take in what you're mm-hmm. going to say. So now we're using that like really, like this is one of our favorite skills in RLT, right? Mm-hmm. Which is I'm going to help you give me, like I, I want to help you to help me. I want to yes. help you to help me, right? So yes. I, that always gets twisted in my mouth when I'm trying to I'm gonna, say it. Totally. I'm going to help you give me more of what I want. Right. And mm-hmm. so I want to let you know right now what you can do in those moments when you want to express something that's difficult and hard, I want to welcome and make space for your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And you're the moments when you don't feel so vulnerable, you might be pissed. Yeah. And that may feel vulnerable to you, but it may not. That's fine. Your anger is welcome here. And the way you express it matters. Yeah. So I want to make space for the connection rather than just putting up a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're in really a verbally abusive relationship, that's a completely different animal. Complete, yeah. That's a completely different animal. But we're talking about, hey, it hurts when you say yada, yada, and it happens a lot. You know, I don't know why this just crossed my mind, but I'm re-looking at the question. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes my partner makes hurtful comments because he's going for a cheap joke. Mm-hmm. And I, this just happened with us a couple of weeks ago. And I have spent, poor guy, 17 years either laughing it off or, well, laughing it off because it was, trust me, I was not trying to actively protect him, but like, it was so buried in me that it bothered me that it really didn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. And then out of the blue, he made a comment a couple of weeks ago and it bothered me. And I very gently let him know in the moment I, mean, I was going to bed, but I was like, yeah, I didn't appreciate that. That wasn't mm. funny tonight. And I went to bed and then a few days later, I initiated the meta conversation and I said, I want to talk to you about that comment. And I would appreciate if you, I'm shortening it for you guys, could use your containing boundary moving forward and not go for the cheap joke. Mm. And he was so open and wonderful with that conversation. And he was like, I will do my best to try. I mean, that's really sarcastic. So he wasn't, he's like, I'm not prepared to say it's never going to happen. Your, he was your, like, your husband is very funny. <laughs> he is also very sarcastic. Both things are true. Both things are true. <laughs> so he's not going to listen to this one ever because I don't even going to see even Jules thinks I'm funny. But so he, <laughs> he'll totally say that all the time now. But he, he said like, and thankful. it's not like I recorded it. It was a nice moment, but he said something along the lines of, I please know that it is always just for the joke and I never mean it. And I love you. So like he mm. sold it like Terry's like sell it. And he did, mm-hmm. but I'm realizing now when I read repair. this, it was a beautiful repair. And like, he doesn't ever mean to hurt me with those hurtful comments, mm-hmm. but they're like the dumb jokes about like, you know, maybe I'm still not sure. And it's been 15 years, like one of those or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a horrible cook or like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. the really obvious jokes. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I think sometimes people make those to be funny or who knows what reason. Sure. Um, and then what should I do? What we're talking about, set the limit, mm-hmm. let them know gently and lovingly, like it is not okay, which I have not let him know for 17 years. Mm. 
he handled it really well the first time I let him know because good for you for saying it yeah I was kind of proud of myself that night yeah <laughs> it's like huh, look at me well and it was weird because it actually did bother me and it's never bothered me in the past that was the mm. weirder part for me of like I wonder wonder what's going on for me that mm-hmm. I am noticing it mm-hmm. so it was kind of a big night for both of us mm-hmm. he didn't see it that way but, <laughs> but there's something about like going to your partner like you were saying and setting that limit, but also the direct request and letting them know where you're at that I have not historically done. And it changes everything when you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it can change your whole dynamic moving forward Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't become like a one-time thing. Yeah. Right. Because you're speaking up for what you need and what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing about setting limits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's clear and we're kinder when we're clear. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's leave it. Okay. Take care. Take care of each other the best you can, guys. Bye-bye. That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper, join us at our bootcamp. You'll find the next date at whydoesmypartner.com. Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators, and you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel van der Kolk, Deidre Fay, and Akila Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses. And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code W-D-M-P at checkout. If you're a licensed therapist, coach, healer, or someone who's invested in doing the deep work of personal healing and want to learn about topics like neurobiology, supporting trauma healing, incorporating intersectionality and somatic work, then this is the place for you. Discover some of the most heart-led and quality courses available in a community of people who are invested in spiritual growth, equity, inclusion, and developing expert-level clinical skill. Visit therapywisdom.com or click the link in the show notes and use the WDMP discount code. Thanks, Therapy Wisdom. We love you.